I don't know a great deal about this. I wanted to have a conversation with you because there's there's two things that interest me in this one. Um, that's the sixty seventh time I've said um. <laughs> it's um. Damn it! Damn it! I can't not do that now. <laughs> well, that those I'm going to leave in because that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Nerd Burger, episode 488. It's a podcast. I'm Mike, and I'm Sam. Welcome back, Sam. Hey, thanks for having me back. I remembered. You did remember, and I am pleased you remembered, because I'd completely forgot. <laughs> I remembered about seven minutes before we were scheduled to start this Zoom call. So <laughs> I, I prep for all my meetings, so we're all good. Don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> I did get it done in time. I got it took me six minutes to do it and get it loaded up on the uh, on the old iPhone that I have now. Oh wow. My iPhone 8. What are we on now? Like 13, 14? 12. 12. That wasn't my fault, right? I'm not an, I'm not an Apple person. I, I gathered that in our discussion about GarageBand. Oh, yeah, ago. but I didn't know what GarageBand is. <laughs> How come you don't like Apple? Because I like to do work for a living. Oh. Burn. I think you, <laughs> you can get Revit on... You get you can get Revit on a Mac now, can't you? Auto AutoCAD. You can get all. So, so you are literally still in the past one. Yes. Just, okay. I fine. think it's just AutoCAD still. I'm I'm shocked and not surprised at all. But you, Revit <laughs> isn't available on a Mac. <laughs> well, I think you know what's worse: people who run Windows on a Mac. I think there's actually a certain special place in hell for them. Ouch! I used to do that. Uh, it, it's because you want the fanboyism, but I've got a Mac, but you recognize the fact that you've paid an extortionate amount of money for very no, expensive hardware. No, I've paid a regular <laughs> amount of money for more expensive than average hardware. Uh, okay, sorry, my bad. Uh, it, it, do you know what? Whatever, I've gone past it now. Uh, do you know whatever it does to do what you need to do is what's good. <laughs> the Apple tax is a myth. <laughs> I think well, the hardware is very well put together. In, in absolute yeah. truth, the hardware is well, well put together. It works. They control the ecosystem. They control the operating system that sits on it, and it doesn't break as much as Windows does by any 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 measure. Yeah. Well, just wait, because um, the EU, your your former uh, government there, is going to undo all that. They just passed some legislation that's going to make Apple open open up their walled garden. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard, but we've recently left the European Union. That's why I said so... your former government. <laughs> yeah. But okay. it's going to yeah, spread. Yeah. It's going to spread around the world and screw up the iPhone. Anyway, might not affect the Mac, but so how does it change? I I did hear on the news that they were going to they wanted to change the cable and they wanted to make it USB C to stop the the e waste, <laughs> which I don't think is a bad idea to be honest with you. Yeah, they're going to. <laughs> Well, <laughs> we're going to stop future e-waste after we create a whole big f- ton of 
current e-waste well, when everybody uh, why, has to why, throw away their lightning cables. Well, you don't have to throw them away, do you? You can use them for all sorts. I've used them for tying things to other things before. <laughs> they work great as string. They work. They do work great as string. I, I think I, I had to tie some something down in a trailer, so I used a. I'm not saying this is a safe way of doing things, but to <laughs> tie the the tarpaulin down using a mobile phone cable. It depends on it's which happened. knot you use. If you use a good I, knot, then you're you're set. If if you if you just do the shoelace thing, you know, yeah, you're screwed. Oh, you, it, you that's double coming off. Shoelace, obviously, <laughs> big bunny ears and twice and three times. One of these days, I'll learn how to tie a knot. Yeah, I used to know. I know the difference between um, a, 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 a granny knot and a double knot. Did you go to Scouts? <laughs> sort of. <laughs> I, went, I, t- I went to the, uh, the off-brand Scouts. What was a rip-off of Scouts? Uh, I went to a, uh, a religious school from kindergarten through eighth grade here, which is, I don't know what you call that there. Primary school? What's primary high school, school called? Secondary school. And that comes after primary school? That comes after primary school. That's it's logical. A, it's almost logical, isn't it, to be honest with <laughs> you? No, you're, you're, yeah, it's, it's like the metric system. and you know, your, your thing makes more sense than our thing. Our thing doesn't make any sense to anyone else. You can't hear it, primary and secondary, and make the logical connection the, you know, the way we have it. But, uh, so, so Skanks would have been, at that era, before, if you... You couldn't go to Scouts unless you were a certain age, so they used to have a thing called Beavers. Yeah, it which wasn't was like before you got to Scouts. No, this wasn't the pre Scouts. That here it's Cub Scouts. Is what uh, they call that. No, this was specific to the uh the Lutheran religion. Uh you've spent a lot of time in Germany. You you're familiar with that, right? I, I am not, no. Genuinely interested. What's the Lutheran religion? Martin Luther uh, nailed the ninety five theses to the, the church door. Started a, revo- a revolution to get get Germany away from Catholicism. No, no, I don't. I'm very ignorant as God's wow. religion. To be honest, it's with you. like it's, uh, it's like the first. Is it the first Protestant religion, or it was the first major Protestant religion? This is fifteen, sixteen hundreds, maybe fourteen hundreds. Oh. I'm not sure. And uh, but there, uh, <clears throat> the one the one that I went to that church was very fundamentalist. They're like. <laughs> The Catholic, the Protestant version of Catholics, <laughs> they're like we reject your dogma and replace it with our own, and uh, yeah, they're very uh, anti science. The one, the one that I went to. Okay. <laughs> anyway, they had uh, they had their own little scouts thing called Pioneers, and I was in that for a couple of years. We did like the Pinewood Derby cars. Do you know what that? Did is? you learn? Did Did you learn knots in the? I think Pinewood? so. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't remember anything. No, I've done a lot of drinking since then. I, yeah, exactly. I just remember doing the doing the little Pinewood Derby car, and then there was like a a boat version of it. You got to make your own boat. It was a tiny little model boat, like this big, oh, like a sailboat. And then they set up a fan, and it was like two tracks of water to stick the thing in, and then whoever's boat got to the end first won. So almost science related, then sort really, of. Tufa. Sort of. Sort of, yeah. That was as close as it got. We did have science fairs, too. And uh, my sister and I won won all of them. 
when, when we were there. Everybody else did like, you know, uh, Noah's Ark, all the animals on Noah's Ark. And it was like a nice three panel thing with a little model of the Ark and it showed you all the animals and, uh, didn't, didn't explain, you know, why God didn't take the unicorns or why there weren't ex- <laughs> extra animals for the other animals to eat. You know, I want to know whether non-whale, non-whales are right. Narwhals, Stephen. Narwhal. Narwhal. Yeah. <laughs> Those are real. <laughs> they are real. That's what shocked me even more to them. My entire existence wait, was wait, shattered. Wait, 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 wait. There is a unicorn, but it's a fish? <laughs> and a mammal? <laughs> what kind of craziness is this? <laughs> Surely the platypus isn't real either, right? That's just, that was just, <laughs> God was really hung over that day. <laughs> just, just, yeah, just, that's fine. But yeah. Well, anyway, well, how did we get onto we were, knots? We were phone tying charges, knots with phone iPods. cables. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I don't care about the, I, I'm fine with get, ditching lightning for USB-C. That, that's fine for me. It's the whole, uh, Apple has to undo the integration of hardware and software and services in order to please some idiot bureaucrat. It's like, if you want a completely open platform, there's Android. Go there. Buy the Android phone. Why, why, why do they have to stick their, their noses in this? Well, yeah. Every large company's been through this. Microsoft went through the, uh, the anti-competitive um, stuff. Yeah, and look and how well that happened. worked. Ah, it, it, well, okay, so what do Android actually have to do then? Do they have to allow third They don't have to do anything. I don't think Android sorry, has sorry, to do Apple, anything. Sorry, Apple, my bad. Apple, my bad. What, what, what have Apple I don't know. Had? I don't know all the, the specifics on it. I'm just, every time I start to read an article about it, I get furious. Does your blood pressure start to rise and you think we're, we're screwing it up for us? Mm-hmm. I just think about how, how terrible it's going to be in five years and I stop reading. What, life or just Apple? Using an iPhone. <laughs> Using an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> I've... Me and Emma, my wife, has a, an Apple, I've got an Android, and we both equally, when we pick up each other's phone, it's like watching cavemen discover uh-huh. fire for the first time. I can imagine. So how, how do I cut? Nothing, nothing seems intuitive in either of the, the phone devices. Yeah. So I think they're both wrong, to be honest with you. <laughs> I think in the beginning, it was intuitive. The iPhone, anyway, because Android just copied whatever iPhone was doing for those first five years. I I, I will agree that Apple did with with the touch screen. It very there were phones that came before then. I had a, an MDA uh, like PDA jobby, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but that was very much uh, Windows. God, what was it? Um, BlackBerry? No, no, no. Better Windows Lite or as such. Windows Mobile, I think. Oh yeah, and basic yeah. yeah, which was just a copy of a a really really condensed, cut down version of our operating system, which never worked on a mobile device. No, really, and it didn't last very long either. It, they they and then dropped Palm, out of the market Palmer. real quick. Palm, yep. Palm did well. I mean, you never watched an organization like BlackBerry go down the tube so quickly since <laughs> Palm. And, <laughs> but since Palm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We had it all, and we lost every single bit of it. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how that happens. They are the blockbuster of the phone world, really, aren't they? <laughs> Palmer, they had it Blackberry, all on a string, or both. 
or both. Yeah. But I, I think BlackBerry, because that was so entrenched into corporate. It and was... they, they had all the integration they needed. They had the buy-in they needed. And they just, they, I suppose they were reluctant for change. It was entrenched in, in uh, government here. The federal government in this country had mandated BlackBerry for years and years and years. And they only got rid of it recently. Okay. Yeah. How recent is recent? I can't, I don't know. With pandemic time, it might have been around right before the pandemic, maybe. It seems like it was recent, but it could be three or four or five years ago. <laughs> but, 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 but it's got to be a thing pandemic time. It's mm-hmm. like you've completely forgot the last three years because you've done absolutely nothing at all. Right. So let's just pretend those three years. Technically, I'm not going to be 40 very soon. I don't feel as old as I am. <laughs> no, I, I'd feel as old as I am. Absolutely, a hundred percent, feel as old as I am. Um, but I don't think I'm as old as I am. That's what I meant to say. I don't. I don't think I am as old as I am. I do feel, especially lately, my back has been killing me. If I was a horse, I'd shoot myself twice. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Double tap, just the only way to be sure. <laughs> That's how they train the hitmen for a reason. Yep. How do you, things that didn't hurt definitely very much do hurt now. Yeah. I, I avoid for a number of times I have to bend down in a day now, which <laughs> I bought tools to pick things up from the floor so I don't have to bend down anymore. Really? Like grabbers? Grabbers. I've nice. got. We've got two grabbers, one upstairs and one downstairs. That's... Okay, that's not as bad as what I thought you were going to say. I'm like, I've got a grabber in every room. <laughs> I, the only reason I don't have a grabber in every room was just sheerly cost, yeah. to be truthful. Yeah. But I would totally have a grabber with a quick-release wall mech. That, that bugs me. I think that is the ultimate. There's nothing worse than having a grabber that's on the floor because it's <laughs> failed at its first point. <laughs> So now I need to find yeah. the other grabber that isn't on the floor to pick up a grabber that's, that's on, the, on floor. the floor. Yeah, they have nice wall mounts though, so you they can do just have walk nice over mounts. to it and grab it without raising your arm. I also genuinely on wall mounts. That's nice. It's a special type of lazy guys, isn't it? <laughs> so I planned to be lazy. It's not lazy. It's convenient. It's useful for picking stuff up in the garden, though. It's blown over because we live in a wind tunnel. Do you? What? Uh, how does that mean? Like between mountains or between buildings? Yeah, I, I live at the bottom of kind of two, two hill sets, and I live at the bottom of a valley. Okay, yeah, in a valley. And sure, yeah. So it's like it normally coincides with bin day, but we'll get like thirty or forty mile an hour winds, and I'll get five new bins that I didn't know I needed, <laughs> and a new doormat. Uh huh. <laughs> but then I've got to pick everyone else's rubbish. Out of uh, out of my hedgerow, which isn't a problem now because they cut the hedgerow down. Why did they cut it down? That's because the land next to my house was bought for developments. Oh no! And yeah, no. Well, it happens. I'm not going to be one of these guys that say not on my doorstep because my house was built on someone's doorstep. So uh, I, I don't. I reserve the right to not um, <clears throat> be an absolute git as regards planning, but um. We used to have 12-foot, 14-foot hedgerows. Uh, and the first thing they did is come in and chop all the hedgerows down so we don't disturb the birds when we're nesting. 
There's an irony here somewhere. I'm not sure it's entirely lost on me. But removing a hedgerow to stop birds roosting in it to protect the birds <laughs> seems like something only a, a, somebody in planning would think of. Uh-huh. Just like, we, we can't have a bird problem if we don't have any birds. Right, yeah. <laughs> Just remove the birds. <laughs> and this is ostensibly for the birds' well-being. Birds' protection, well-being, yes. Uh-huh, yeah. Just so we're going to remove the environments mm-hmm. completely that they could use to protect them from using Well, they'll go somewhere else, right? They have wings. Is they, that what they, they think? Or do they even get to that step in the thought process? The planners? Well, I don't think they point, do. At some point, there aren't going to be any, any hedgerows left. <laughs> There's just going to be birds flying around. So can you just plant new hedgerows like inside your property line right next to where they cut them down? I've put a, a really charming... Uh, nine foot fence up ah so i can't see anything that goes on that side now and i'm just gonna paint the words um, <laughs> on the other side on the other side <laughs> <laughs> sorry you're gonna have to bleep that one out that's it's... fine <laughs> i'm gonna paint the words of a male anatomy on the outside of my fence for the other people is 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 that word considered exceptionally dirty where where you are, or is it just medium dirty? It's a term of endearment, to be truthful. Yeah, see, it doesn't. It it, it didn't seem to me that that it it, it was as bad. No, but it's a very bad. Hope. That's that's one of the you know George Carlin's famous seven words you can't say. Really? Although I think it's his was <laughs> sucker. But still, they don't, I don't like... have enough room for no. that to be honest with you. Uh, unless <laughs> well, you could... I drop it down a font level. I was going to say change your font size, <laughs> or you know, I work just... on your kerning. <laughs> this is my way because for... they actually have to. This is they have to reinstall the hedgerow. So they cut Wait. the hedgerow down because they don't want birds nesting in it, just to keep the birds safe. Uh huh. And then they once they finish development, they put the hedgerows back up. And the the writing on the fence is merely to encourage them to install very, very good hedgerows. Because you imagine going to buy the house next to me and going, looking at a lovely back garden with the woods across <laughs> uh-huh. across a 14-foot fence. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? Maybe we'll try plot eight, because we, we think we might get on with the neighbors there. So you had you had an empty lot over there, and they just... Came in and are building a house. Is that what's going on? Uh, who knows at the stage it's been. The plot's been. Well, it's a field. It's just a field. It's used for agricultural. They've got a change of use order done. They sold the land because, as agricultural, it was worth about 100 grand. As development land, it's worth probably 2 million. Yeah. So um, they've done that, but I think. I think our local planning authority have given them some grief, so they've resold the land to somebody else now. So you don't know what's happening? Nope. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I've got loads of land out behind me, but that's fine. So it's oddly enough, uh, the house doesn't actually look over that direction, so it's fairly useful. Okay. So if they were going to do that to some, one side of your house, they picked the best side to do it to. It, it's, it's the best side. And to be honest with you, I was looking at the plots going. It, it would be convenient if one of those had a garage. I might move there. <laughs> it would it would cut down on the moving bill, wouldn't it? If you just literally had to take it around the corner. Yeah, you don't have to rent a truck or people. 
or people. <laughs> I've, I've never, ever, ever rented people's How rooms. do you move furniture if you don't rent people? Well, I was a lot younger and fitter, and I had a spine that didn't feel like dust. <laughs> so did it myself. <laughs> so I might rent a van this time around with some people. Yeah. Once you go people, you can't go back. <laughs> how, many, how many times have you moved in your, in your mm-hmm. life? Um, well, adult life, I should say, where you actually had to move yourself. I don't know, half a dozen. But the last one was, was the, the worst one. Because that was two people moving with real adult furniture. Real heavy furniture. Yeah. That's when we got the people. And <laughs> the people was a good idea. We all agreed that oh, the people man. were a good idea. Such a good idea. They did damage it, a wall, but they, uh, they sent some guy with a, you know, some tools and stuff who came and patched it and repainted it. And it, you couldn't tell. That's exactly the type of guys you need in that type of situation. <laughs> no, it was like a, le- you... a legitimate mover, not one of these, you know, two blokes in a lorry. Do you have those over there? They they call it two guys in a truck here, but I translated for you. Thank you. That was, I, I completely would not have got what you meant if you said truck. <laughs> we, we do have a man in his van kind of services. Yeah. It's, it's never a pair of men and a van. It's always a man and a van. And I think we should be equal opportunities. We should have a woman and a van. But then it wouldn't get to where it's going <laughs> and nothing would get moved. <laughs> Ouch. And welcome to the hate mail. <laughs> Send your suggestions and comments to sam at com. It's not actually a thing. I, I, no. <laughs> I, well, I'm sure. I'm sure. If you want your stuff to never get where it needs to go, then that would be a way to do it. Wow. I'm sure there are female movers out there, and I'm sure they do a wonderful job. And they probably label up stuff properly and put bubble wrap in the right places. I bet it, everything them. is packed like a thousand times better. Yeah, right, packed, labeled, organized. It's the actual physical, you know, upper body strength type. <laughs> process <laughs> where that falls apart <laughs> unless like you've got you know one of the you know or, one or two percent of or a trans transgender there you go that's an equal opportunist now that's a that's a good example of where you want the biological males to to be participating unlike competition sports where it's totally that's unfair it. That's a controversial subject, that one is. I don't think so. I think it's pretty (laughs) clear-cut. Yeah, I'm like a bulldog chewing a bumblebee. But but it is controversial. There there are some sports where I don't think it'd be a problem. Like archery. Curling. There are are (laughs) some sports. So what did you say? Curling. Curling? Curling? I don't think that requires any... No. But certainly where archery <laughs> you know all the stuff you did in gym class <laughs> those are okay archery uh climbing a rope synchronized uh... swimming <laughs> right yeah synchronized swimming is good uh swimming laps in in you know un- under under uh with a stopwatch though no not so much there are there are some biological differences between males and females Dull, never gonna just a few away from yeah just a few like skeletal I mean, like, muscular don't get me wrong <laughs> 
a, a woman who was trained in fighting would absolutely kick my ass. Oh, yeah. That's those were the people I was thinking of when I was thinking of the, you know, the one or two percent who who would but who would kick ass as as a as a mover. But I, I think it's if you if you put the two percent of women against two percent of men who are both trained to do that type of thing, it's, it would still be unfair. Completely unfair. So, I mean, I suppose if it was like fighting or whatever, what would be the... Ah, uh, no, that, that would be a, definitely be a problem. wouldn't be a problem for the, the men, but it would definitely be a problem for the, for the female kind of fighting if they got a... Mar- yeah, okay, yeah. That would hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially, yeah. It could be catastrophic. That's, that's going to leave a mark. A little bit. Oh. <laughs> uh... I had a question for you. What was our question? Ah, it was a news event that's recently happened over here. Oh, are we doing news now? We, we, well, I was going to talk about well, let's do climate news. change. Okay, we'll sure. do news. We'll Here. do news. We have a theme. That was, that was the whole point. Introducing the news there. What's news, Sam? We had our hottest day ever, ever recorded <clears throat> in the UK. Asterisk. Last week. Asterisk. Asterisk. What? Before records begun, it probably got a bit warm around the. They, they, they don't take into account the urban heat island effect. So, technically, not a record. Record was 1911. I looked it up. Oh, okay. Someone's more educated on my country's weather than me, so go for it. What's this urban heat island? It was hotter in London than was it or something? Well, all of the, uh, the, the stuff that, that uh, humans build particularly ah. concrete all the paved over stuff it traps heat it does yeah does, so does not make it any less hot five five to ten degrees warmer than it would be if there there were no city okay there is a city <laughs> yeah i know i did and it's that temperature still so no i've i've been following uh so-called climate change global warming whatever you want to call it for 30 years and it's a it's mostly nonsense the the whole uh, the whole man caused aspect of it does the climate change yes it always has and it always will and but nothing humans do is going to change anything or, or or alter it at all we're a a speck of dust on the back of a flea on the back of a fly on the flying around in the air it's nothing I don't think that's true I'm gonna I'm gonna pull you off on that one okay convince me okay so we very very obviously damaged our environment when we started dealing with cfcs i'll give you the the hole in the ozone layer yeah we completely screwed that one yeah up. but that's not the same thing as uh, a little no, bit no, of, a little it, bit it extra co2 that, it it proves the point that people humanity as a species can completely change the environment that we're in and do a lot of damage very very quickly that's not the know, climate it's... though that's that's specifically the ozone layer and um, it's the ozone layer is pretty useful though it's a component it's a small component of uh, an atmosphere that we've divided up into layers that conveniently have demarcations. What I will say, this, this, this isn't a disagreement, this is just an interesting debate. How would you mark them? Because you're right, I can't argue with the logic of that. You know, uh, Earth goes through ebbs and cycles of warms and colds. We've had ice ages come and go. Our CO2 level has been higher, it's been lower. Our sea levels have been higher and lower. So but the planet breathes, I think, is the point I'm trying to make. And we, you could make a compelling argument 
but this is just the planet breathing. And it doesn't matter whether we're here or not, but it has had this level of CO2 in the past and it will do again in the future. And how do we how do we confirm it's not a natural ebb versus damage that we're doing? It would be the question that I'd, I'd ask. Well, well <clears throat> for one thing, um, it, has, it has had this level of CO2 in the past, but we are still extremely low on the scale. It has had many times more co2 than we have now and it's been fine well the, uh, i suppose the, the point is the earth is always going to be fine it's a self-righting situation eventually it will go through a cycle to pull it and that might not be good for humanity so but when was the last time we had this level of co2 that i don't know off the top of my head okay because there was a correlation well with the amount of See, and again, not up in my facts, but the last time we had this level of CO2, the sea levels were a good couple of hundred feet higher than what they are now. And there isn't correlation causation argument in this one, but certainly you can make an argument that CO2 traps heat. You've got trapped heat in a, a, a ecosystem, generally ice melts, and that will bring up the sea levels. So regardless of whether, regardless of whether we're doing this at all, it's probably still a reasonable idea to be a little bit worried. Yeah, except all of those things that you just said are assumptions that are made based on incomplete evidence in the fossil record. And, they, you, okay, and they're, so and they're, and they're laid out in a chain. Okay. So this has to happen, then this, then this, then this. And then they're all assumptions. What's Occam's razor? It's not the simplest thing is the, is the right one. It's the thing with the least number of assumptions. Okay. So would you say it's fair to say that CO2 in our environment is increasing? Yes. Okay. But it's not correlated to temperature. But So there's no correlation. Okay. Would you say CO2, uh, an increased amount of CO2 in the environment will raise the temperature? Not necessarily, because it hasn't correlated in the past. And, they can, and the fossil record shows that. But I suppose when you're dealing with complex, correlation isn't always causation. But you can't have a direct correlation between two data variables and make an assumption that A doesn't cause B when there are 35 other variables there that could be uh, volcanoes, they could be um, the type of plants, the state of the um, vegetation, was a a primary vegetation around that time. Uh, There's lots of variables at time there. I suppose... I'll, I'll go back to you. You seem to know a bit more about it than I do. So, do you think our uh, temperature is trending towards being hotter year on year at the moment? Barely. Actually, for the last, I think it's ten or fifteen years, they've been going down globally. Okay, and you. The it, it, depend, is it depends. The on, heat island. It depends on what chunk of time you pick. You know. Oh, that's a problem. We don't have enough time. It to, seems to, to be. It's like it's about a forty to fifty year cycle. It, it it warms, then it cools, then it warms, then it cools. We're nearing the end of a warming cycle. We had a cooling cycle between the thirties and the seventies, and now since the eighties to to present day, we've we've been in a warming cycle. It's going to flip. Do you reckon that correlates to space weather, i.e., the veracity I, of the sun? I think the it's. Sun goes through I think cycles. it's. I think there's uh, the sun plays a role sun cycles it's uh the oceans you think about the oceans are 70 percent of the surface of the planet they're a giant, giant heat, heat sink. sink exactly 
Okay. So what about the amounts of methane we're releasing out of the environment at the moment? And there's there's real concern that the the methane at the bottom of the sea. I think I think uh, uh, methane at the bottom of the sea is a is a red herring. It's just it's just the next thing because they thought that people weren't taking CO two seriously, so they pulled methane out of their back pocket. And the permafrost that's melting. Same thing. Same thing. So when is it a good idea to be? Is it? Don't be worried because this happens every hundred years, or don't be worried because this happens every thousand years, or be worried because doesn't matter what you do, it's not going to change the outcome. The last thing, plus, don't be worried because look, look who stands to benefit from any societal changes attempting to stop the so-called problem, stop the crisis. Oh. Okay, so I'm I'm going to backtrack on this a little bit. But, yeah, but obviously the carbon taxes. Uh, I will not I will not argue about one. The carbon tax credit system is just a form of currency that has been created by governments. It's created by money. Al Gore, a man who lives in a twenty-something thousand square foot mansion, flies around on private jets, has a humongous carbon footprint, doesn't doesn't seem to care what he's doing to the environment. It's okay, okay for him to do it, but not anybody well, else. Okay. He's made himself okay rich inventing this carbon credit nonsense. And it's also okay for us to do it. Yeah, but the, the West have been through urbanization and industrialization 100 years ago, and we've reaped the rewards of that. And we're saying, okay, developing countries, you cannot do the same. Absolute um, horseshit. Let them, let them rip. But no, I'm just saying that's... But, but, okay. So, oh yeah, no, it's let's... it's it's yes, it's a uh, it's it's hypocrisy on a yeah on a uh, global <clears throat> scale. Can I reframe this argument? Sure. Um, if we remove if we remove climate change from the equation and say it is what it is, there's nothing we can do about it. Could not a compelling argument be made as let's regards? Call it changing climate, not climate change. <laughs> well, they're the same thing. Climate no, change. No, climate change is a, is a political idea. Changing climate uh, is a fact. Whatever, whatever ideology you put <laughs> behind that is is not for me to argue. But could you not make a compelling argument that simply having good stewardship of the environment that we're in isn't actually a bad thing? Nothing, nothing wrong with that at all. But the amount of lead we pumped out in terms of fossil fuels and burning uh, leaded fuel, uh, there was a correlation between. The parts per million of lead in the atmosphere and the average IQ points displayed. So, and lead has a, a very, very clear uh, impact on cognitive function, especially at early ages. Yes, let's try not to do that. I'm uh, all for okay. clean air, clean water, clean dirt, as much as you can clean the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, if you don't make the argument about climate change, you say, look, we should probably stop burning fuels. And look at more economical, environmentally friendly ways of doing this. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing, but we're nowhere near being able to do that. But you won't, you won't get there without pressure and pressure to change. And you could, you could make probably make make a lot of arguments again, as I've said quite a few times. Perhaps the driver to change has to be, uh, has to be the impending fear of doom. That been created and that's by fine the... if there is actual doom impending, but there's no evidence <laughs> no, that there but, is. But if people 
people you can't upend trillion dollar economies for for pie in the sky <laughs> computer models that try to predict the weather 80 years in the future it's absolute well, utter that's bullshit. Not, that's bullshit. And all no, it's I based agree. on but is this not an argument where the ends justify the means absolutely not so it's we have to get there for the right reasons not the wrong reasons it doesn't matter that we got there We'll get there when we get there. Just, just, just we won't. let human progress progress. No, no, no that's, that's bullshit. <laughs> I, I, sorry. If you look at every evolution, uh, every evolutionary step of, of humanity in terms of technology and progression, there's always had to be a motivator. Uh, and we don't go through technical innovation when we're not experiencing some type of impending doom. And you only have to look at the, the Cold War, the Second World War, and the First World War to see a direct correlation with technology shifts and uh, and humanity moving forwards. So okay. is this is is this an artificial motivator designed to push humanity into a more equilibrium with the environment we're in? No, it is an artificial motivator designed to destroy civilization. And reduce the population. No, the population is going to do that on its own anyway. But then there's existing models out there that prove any westernized society, you only have to look as far as Japan for that. Eventually, once you reach a level of education and birth control, the, the population starts descending rather than increasing. We're actually far more likely to experience a population cr- crash than we are uh, a boom. Yeah, so why can't we let all those uh, third world countries burn all the coal and fossil fuels that they want so they can get to the level we're at so they can start to, their birth rates declining like we are? Because I think there's efficiencies of volume here. So the UK and the US have done that, and they very quickly, and you've got a lot of plans out there. If you look at the disaster sites the US has created in terms of ecological um, spends, You've done your damage and you're still paying for it. You only have to look as far as the um, asbestos mines that uh, have contaminated hundreds of square miles in the US. You only mm-hmm. have to look at your ta- uh, rooftop uh, rooftop mining that has destroyed ecosystems. You only have to look at strip mining. Doing. Strip mining. I yeah. haven't heard it called rooftop. Rooftop. I should say, sorry, mountaintop mining. That's in- incorrect oh, okay. terminology there. So, but, but, You've had time to stop doing that. The the economics of scale that's going on out in China at the moment, because we are the world's producers, they're absolutely trashing the place mm-hmm. on a on a way, way bigger scale than any of us achieved when we were starting out industrialization. Uh, and you, you we can accept the damage we've done to our environment is terrible when we've destroyed ecosystems which aren't gonna recover. Why wouldn't we try and stop that happening in other places? And, and again, is in China, it's not done at the, um, the to the benefit of the civ- uh, the civilians that have to drink the water, eat the food, and breathe the air. Absolutely not. No. So why wouldn't we apply pressure to stop people being poisoned in their own villages? Okay. Now you're getting into international politics with nuclear powers and. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying I'm right by any stretch of imagination. Um, I, I don't think I it, like to it, play devil's. It ha- yeah, I know. I, I I know. I get it, but I don't think it has to be all one way or all the other. 
I think you can be, you know, respectful and careful with how you drill for fossil fuels and how you mine for, for whatever stuff you need. Um, and still continue to use them. I, I think there's a, there's a flip side to my argument, and I can challenge myself on this one. I might say, okay, you want to go renewables. What is the total production cost of putting a turbine up? Uh, how, the metal still needs to be mined. It still needs to be smelted. Oh. It still needs to be processed. It needs to be transported. The cables need to go through environments. You've still got electricity grid transmission. You know, it's Just the steel and the concrete in one wind turbine. It, it'll it'll never make it up. It's orders of magnitude greater as far as carbon uh, carbon footprint and damage to the environment than for uh, what how, electricity how is being heavy, generated. Sorry, how many heavy metals have to be mined for solar panel generation? Right. Yeah. So it, and they they've they've reached a a, a they very slowly crept up in efficiency, but they've they've kind of topped out with the the technology that they use. They're not going to get much more efficient than they are. And they're not, not very efficient. some breakthrough, and I, I think we're at the limits of science at this stage, to be truthful. The, well, sure. Well, not science necessarily, but just for the efficiencies mathematically that you can get from it without some type of massive breakthrough. Yeah, there, so, there's it's like with battery technology, there needs to be some whole new technology discovered. Some discovery needs needs to be made, and then that needs to be implemented in the production of the the panels or the batteries or whatever you're talking about. But if you look at, if you go back again and do the argument again, combustion engines, uh, I think it's like 20% efficiency. Uh, probably I, that was back in the past. There is efficiencies levels in engines and we've crept up and we've crept up and we've crept up because of advancing technology. Mm-hmm. But we would never have been able to start at 60%, 70% efficiency if we hadn't have gone through the period of pain where we had to have that technology develop. So maybe that's the same, and it, it will be the same, with uh, wind, solar, nuclear, and water. But these technologies, they have to go through a pain period of inefficiency uh, and investment before they become real viable options. Agreed. But the people who speak loudly loudest on the matter want those technologies that we have the inefficient technologies now to completely replace the efficient fossil fuel based technologies and that's just impossible but they're pushing for it anyway by lying what, what why do you say it's impossible we just we just covered it because of the efficiencies you can't take a fossil fuel based energy economy worldwide and replace it with renewables right now it's absolutely impossible it's painful. It's not impossible. I wouldn't say it was impossible. I'd say there would, be, there would need to be shifts that would need to be made. Now, the I think the argument you're making is we don't need to make those shifts. We're not. We don't have a fire exactly. lit underneath us to force us to do that. And it could be a much more gradual change that's much more friendly to the consumer. I think. Yes. I, I think is the point you're trying to make. Yeah. No. And and I know Elon Musk put something up on Twitter about you know like. It was some massive amount of, of land, although if you look at it, relatively speaking, it was like covering the panhandle of Texas or half of the panhandle of Texas or something. We just need to cover this amount with solar panels and it will power the entire world. And it's like, yeah, but what do you, what do you have to do to get those solar panels? And then, then you have to build infrastructure 
to connect those solar panels to all the people. Uh, I, I, I get Upgrade that, infrastructure. And, and then you have to all of a sudden have nothing but electric cars. And we've talked about this on this show. The electric cars that we have now suck. They don't go far enough. I, again, I'm, I, I'm going to argue that one because they don't, they don't go far enough for that 10% of journey that you need to do. They go far enough for the other 90% of the time you need to do them. Yeah, but why would I? Why would I give up my combustion engine car that I can drive to see my family for an electric car that I can't? Uh, well, again, all all, all to quote unquote save the planet from what we don't know. I I disagree. <laughs> but electric cars are going to save the planet. I think they're nice. I think it's an interesting technology. It'll get there I eventually. It will get there eventually, but. The, the damage done by electric cars and heavy metals can't be ruled out. And if you, I think there was a, a well, study, plus the, ele- looked, the electricity is all coming, you know, 70% of it is coming from coal. Anyway. You're just no, charging not, your car with true. coal. That is, that, that is absolutely not true. It depends on where you are. If you're in China, yes. I would completely agree, but probably 70% of I think that I think that car. figure is worldwide. But, in the but UK, not for you I or me. It's different. UK, we've got two coal plants left, I think. Otherwise, it's natural gas that is the predominant one, nuclear, yep. um, solar, and wind. Mm-hmm. And on a, a good percentage of the time, uh, a lot of our power is generated by wind and solar and some hydro, but mm-hmm. uh, mostly natural gas. Yeah, There's here... actually a cool dashboard, but I'll tell you how it's all generated. Yeah, here it's uh, coal, nuclear, and natural gas. I'm not sure. Those are the big three. And then everything else is like some ridiculously small percentage hydro, wind, and solar. So I, I think a far more interesting technology coming out at the moment is, um, I don't know why it never seemed to get to fruition, but hydrogen. Yeah, whatever happened to that? Hydrogen cells? I, not even hydrogen cells, to be true. I actually think that's a bad idea. But if <laughs> It didn't if go anywhere, look, for sure. It didn't go anywhere. That's... <laughs> If I had the drums now, I would do the drums on that one. Thank you. Um, I've said um too many times. I'll cut those out. You can't. Ca- <laughs> cheers. It's all in the editing. It'll be See, like, that's why we can't six- do video. <laughs> this is the 64th time he has said um in this conversation. I won't cut them all out, but I'll, I'll, I'll reduce it significantly. You should, have a, you should have an um counter just at the end of it, and Sam said... 64 ums in this conversation. <laughs> Where are we at on the um counter? <laughs> if it was a video, you could just have a, a running counter. Yeah, a little, a little, you know, yeah, an odometer thing in the in the corner. Click, click, ding, ding. But you can you can burn hydrogen exactly the same way as you burn a fossil fuel in mm-hmm. an internal combustion engine. So if we could get to a position where we could generate our, our hydrogen in a renewable way, then we have the existing infrastructure to transport hydrogen in large volumes, uh-huh. like we do with fuel to, to service stations, and to fill up on hydrogen. As long as it's not in gaseous form, I'm okay with it. Because I don't, I don't want everybody driving around a little mini Hindenburg. Well, pe- petrol isn't exactly <laughs> of a, the fluffy of uh, non-volatile No, but when it's, when, it's, it? when it's liquid, it's a lot easier to, to, to control and, uh, and, and, sit and handle safely. I drive around in a mobile bomb. <laughs> yeah, we all do. My, no, no, I've got liquid propane gas in my Range Rover. Liquid, though. 
It it is liquid, but it's it's way more dangerous than petrol. Yeah. There's a reason they don't let me on the Euro Tunnel with large <laughs> volumes of liquid propane gas. <laughs> this, uh, do you know what? This actually leads me into another interesting conversation. What's that? How do you how do you th- have you done any research? Or uh, I know the Epson environments you work in. You've heard of Neom, haven't you? Neon, Neom, not the car going fast. Neom. Uh, I'm talking about the planned city Neom. No. How do you spell that? N E. You're asking a dyslexic to spell here. Just want to. I want you to accept and think about the irony for a few moments. N E O M. Oh, in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Okay. Yeah. No, I hadn't heard of it. Oh, okay. Tell us. About okay. It. So, I don't know a great deal about this. I wanted to have a conversation with you because there's there's two things that interest me in this one. Um. That's the 67th time I've said, um, <laughs> it's, um, damn it. Damn it. I can't not do that now. <laughs> well, that those I'm going to leave in. Cause that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> planned infrastructure. I want to talk about planned infrastructure. I talk about a planned city and a planned city that has no business being where it's being planned <laughs> in the middle of the desert, in the middle of a desert. And that if you look at where cities have traditionally grown, they're normally around crossing areas of rivers or large areas of natural resources or ports to allow materials to come into the environment easily. Or or places on land where it's easy to travel from there to yes. a bunch of other places, yeah. So the, the whole notion of a planned city is a very interesting one because it means you're not you're not placing something where it it is because it's it is there because it needs to be there you're saying i want it to be there so this city is this planned city is unlike anything you could comprehend to be truthful if they call it there's a specific part of it called the line which is incredibly interesting which i'll go on about but there's also the neon neon oxygen which is like the industrial city as well so this city basically starts off in kind of a port environment and is, uh, I think it's 110 kilometers. I think it's like 75 miles, a strip that basically goes from a coastal area 110 over a miles, mountain yeah. range into a, a, a desert. Okay. And it, it from, a te- from a technology standpoint and a, a, a kind of a, a philosophy standpoint, is quite interesting. Because what they're trying to do is build a city with no cars. They're, tr- they're trying to build a, a planned city that you'll be able to travel from and to any place in under, God, I think it was like two or seven minutes. I know there's a large disparity between those. Uh, let me open up the wiki on that, which I'm sure you've got open already. Yeah. But essentially, they want to remove. They want to remove cars from the environment and have a uh, a three-tiered infrastructure on the line where they have a low-level kind of transportation infrastructure. They have a medium-level uh, goods and movement infrastructure, and they have got a top-level uh, pedestrianization infrastructure. And this runs for the entire length of the city, and it's supposed to be all powered by renewable 
electricity, a carbon neutral com complete construction. Um, whether look into how something like is it five million people, or is it more than that? I did have the website open and I should have had it open. There we go. It's on the Wall Street Journal. 75 mile structure. Ah, oh, you get paywall. Don't yet paywall. <laughs> I knew as soon as you saw Wall Street Journal, I was like, does Sam have a subscription? Because we're going to hit a paywall. I do not have a subscription, unfortunately. Journalism is in such a sad state <sighs> nowadays that I just can't bring myself to pay for any of it. We're the ones, the consumers are the ones that have created a problem. Yeah, because we've. we've we're, I never bought so, the, the, the paper, the physical <laughs> newspaper, so I didn't change my behavior. <laughs> so, the bit that interested me on this, because I, I worked, I want to say I worked on a project, but I know other people who have worked on a project, and it seems like a, an incredibly interesting idea. But I wanted to think, you know, ask you the question, what do you think of a planned city? Uh, and having had a brief skim of the information on the wiki and looking at the newest thing they've just come out with, which is they're trying to build a one trillion pound skyscraper that will be 75 miles long and be taller than the estate empire building. Empire estate building, I should say that yeah. the correct way. Let me call it the, the building is 75 miles long. That's that's what they're saying. And it yeah, only costs a trillion pounds? I think that's a gross... That's <laughs> something our government would say. We'll have that done, and it'll be done in five uh -huh. years. Yeah, that seems like a pretty uh, low estimate. And and $25 trillion later, yeah, exactly. and 15 years... See, that's the problem. Complete. That's the problem with government. The only... And the whole thing with climate change, getting back to that, the only way to institute these changes is to ram them down everybody's throat with bureaucracy. But the government, governments, every single one of them worldwide has proven that they're incapable, irresponsible, and corrupt to the point that they can't be trusted with this. Re I, I remaking we, we, the entire world, the entire economy, to switch from fossil fuels to renewables. The wrong people are in charge and will always be in charge because we keep electing the wrong people. I've got two problems. Uh, no, actually, I've got way more problems than two, but in the context <laughs> of this conversation, my two problems are that the government are an agent to serve people. They're uh, supposed they're, to be. They're supposed to be. And they just serve themselves. Uh, and to be fair, as a, as a, if we weren't so easily ruled, maybe there wouldn't be a problem. But we are easily ruled because we don't want to have to worry about that. There's a, a whole thing about uh, as, as a a species and as a group of people, we like to offhand responsibilities that we have no interest in doing to other people. Oh yeah, and the government are, are you know, we offhand our responsibility to the government in the the belief that they're going to look out for us. We elect. I say we elect. We 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 nominate a, from a choice of a rock and a hard place <laughs> to completely inept. Boneheads, yeah. Boneheads. I was looking for a word that didn't involve swearing, and I was really struggling with that one. So thank you. It's it's just it's all an illusion. 
I, I would say we 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 have the ability to elect, and you're even worse to be truthful. Yeah. But it, it's it's a rock and a hard place, and we're we're going through it at the moment actually. Uh, but I want to come back onto that in a few moments. So before we go any further, seventy mile seventy five mile skyscraper. As tall as the um, Empire State Building. T- tall as the Empire State Building. It'll come in obviously on budget and on time because it's um, a, a government project. <laughs> of course it will. I don't think we need to worry about this, to be absolutely truthful. I, I don't think it has a hope in hell's chance. Of actually happening. But I think a lot of people are going to earn a lot of money over it over the next five years. Yeah. Pretending just, like it's going to happen. Just pretending like it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think that's most things. If they if they could start a bit more realistic, I think the vision is really interesting. But if if the reality of what they were trying to do kind of was a bit more sensible, the problem with planned cities, and we we get into this in my my field of business, which, well, I don't know how how much of you know architecture you actually deal with. That's outside of the technical stuff. Uh, very little. N- very little now. You're I, a I lucky at- man. but we talk about these planned city things all the time and it 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 always looks good on paper but it fails in practice because it never takes into account human behavior people don't want to live in some 75 mile long building altogether they'd kill each other (laughs) you can't you literally can't do it it will become a dystopian nightmare and destroy itself I was actually when I was reading the article, I was thinking of Judge Dredd. I know I don't think I saw that one. Was that uh, Sylvester Stallone in the future? Sylvester yeah, Stallone. I didn't and they, see it. Um, they have these giant building structures, which are essentially tower blocks. Yeah. Uh, but every dystopian future always shows a large group of people living very closely together mm-hmm. in a completely manufactured environment. Yep. And. I don't know why people haven't figured out yet, <laughs> because there's there's a literacy there's uh, the the British British towns are littered with examples of failed planned utopias. So are American uh, cities, yeah. And you, you only have to look for as far as back as perhaps Milton Keynes in the seventies and the eighties, Telford in the seventies and eighties, where they uh, they pulled down all the slums and they put together. Uh, planned spaces where they expected and planned how people were going to interact with each other. And it, they they are just, how can I put this politely? There are some areas that have come out okay, but there are areas of massive poverty, inequality. Crime. Crime, yeah. drug use, uh, and, and people just brought up in hopeless conditions. And yeah. it, it does, planned cities don't work. They don't. So that, why are they building this? Because uh, the people who are in charge of coming up with this idea were born at the time where right when those the, the last set of planned cities had already failed, and so they don't have any context. They don't have any context in their living memory. It's just stuff in right? history books that they choose to ignore because they so, think that their planned city idea is the one that's going to work. Like... Their idea of communism is the communism that's actually going to work this time. It's the same type you, of people. That's a that's a valid in living in live. I was short uh, in living memory is the problem you're raising. Yeah. So if you took these people 
and then put them in one of these planned cities. But architecturally, looked very attractive, uh, and when they were built, looked like very attractive. And these people, I've got to be honest, I've looked at some of the backgrounds. They've they've done their work. They are very high achievers in the areas they're in. Uh, it's obviously got funding, so someone believes it's going to work. So, is if you took these people and you said, "Look, look at what we've done already, and look at how it's failed." Do you think there would be a mind change or do you think the attitude would prevail that they simply just didn't do it right? I'm, I don't know. I think it's equally likely it goes either of those ways. I'm just so cynical. About, I noticed about everything uh, that, I mean, and I think you and I might've had this conversation. I know I've had this conversation before with, with multiple people, but, or at least just this thought, but that, I think about, you know, how the, uh, what's the phrase, how the, how the sausage is made in my, okay. in, in my industry. And just based on what I know, it boggles my mind that anything ever gets accomplished in this world ever anywhere in any field. <laughs> I, having worked in the construction sector most of my adult life, I do feel that we see the worst of the worst. <laughs> And I genuinely believe that. I, 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 the industry is so technology adverse, <laughs> and the the realities of of outcomes are so dis, in such disparity than what was promised. Yeah, but I think it does perhaps twist your perception somewhat of everything else that you touch. But I suspect that's, a, that's probably the same in any industry that anybody is ever involved in, ever. Because I'm pretty sure I've said that to people who are not in the construction industry, and they've agreed with me from their perspective. <laughs> and you could go into a medical industry, and I suspect you'd feel the same. And you, you could go into, I don't know. I think that if any planned city ever actually gets built, it's by accident. The irony burns. <laughs> right? <laughs> <clears throat> Well, you, you t we're trying to account for human behavior, which is what you said earlier yeah. on. And I, I think we refuse. I don't think there's a problem predicting human behavior. I, I firmly think we probably have enough data now to figure out how most people want to want to exist. But it changes. And that's the problem. It's cyclonic. It, 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 we're not always the same. And trends and... Uh, See, that's the problem, though. I'm uh, being the cynic again. I don't trust any of the data from anyone on anything anymore because I've seen too many examples of people with with uh, bad agendas twisting the data to 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 support their argument. Um, unfortunately, you can do that with any data. Can't and you? and, and that, everyone does problem. all the time, every day, every second of every day it's happening. So who do you trust? No one. And the, well, the answer is you trust yourself. But unfortunately, we don't. None of us have the time, <laughs> or, or, or on occasion, the technical ability to analyze every piece of data right. set in front of us. Now, let's let's take this back to: Do you believe the world is round or flat? Oh, we go. <laughs> of course, it's round. And you go, okay. On what evidence have you based that? And you go, well, someone else told me. And I start, okay. So, if you had to come to an independent evaluation on whether the Earth was round or flat. How would you how would you do that? You would have to 
go up in a rocket yourself to see. Okay, and do you have any rockets available that we could do that on? Hey, are you fresh out today? I used my last one yesterday. I'm going to put a call out to uh, one of our listeners. Elon, if you would, please save us a, <laughs> save Sam and I a couple of seats, Sam and me, on but, the next but flight. But we can't, we can't question every piece of data we are given uh, and then come to independent evaluations. But when, on, okay, on. yeah. But for me, when it comes to people in positions of authority using power to and money to affect negatively the lives of millions of other people i i I get i get a little irritated do you hold those people in a higher regard than yourself no absolutely not okay i hold them in a much lower regard because i see them lying (laughs) constantly every day okay and living living like hypocrites the people that we trust to make decisions uh, for the goodness of us are acting on information that's been given to them by other people. They haven't come to independently evaluate the situation with a data set that's complete and holistic. They've been given skewed data by someone with an agenda mm-hmm. or, or unfortunately they, they're, they're being coerced for financial reasons or other reasons. Or blackmailed the because their son likes to take selfie videos of himself measuring crack cocaine with hookers. That was oddly specific, to be honest with you. A little bit, right? 20.7 grams, if I remember correctly. That was incredibly specific. (laughs) I don't know what this one's about. Oh, look look into uh, our current president's uh, son and his exploits on the the internet. Yes, the... Man um, videotapes himself doing every illegal thing he can imagine. And yet that's, he's not in jail. Rebellion on a new level, that is, isn't it? And he's like fifty-five. <laughs> he's behaving like a seventeen-year-old. Yeah, yeah. You kind of need to grow out of that, in fairness. Yeah. So let's put the man who couldn't raise that kid properly in charge of everyone. I, Real I good idea. I don't think that's fair. I, <laughs> that, that's not fair. I mean, I don't like Biden for the record. <laughs> to be honest with you. Well, nobody I really think, knows Biden well enough to whether to like him or dislike I, I him because he doesn't have a brain well enough. Exactly. I, <sighs> the man just said he ha- has present tense cancer that he caught from oil on a windshield. I I did actually see that clip. In fairness, <laughs> yes, that's a real thing thought, that he actually said, and no one questioned it. I thought because they know he has dementia of an old man who's lost his slippers. He's lost more than that. Uh, and he shouldn't be in a position of power. And I don't think... The thing is, I don't actually think he is in a position of power. I, 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 don't, know, I don't know who's running things, but it ain't him. It, it, it isn't him. I think we can all agree <laughs> that it's not him. He doesn't have his fingers on any buttons that anybody needs to worry about. The nuclear it football just be a actually button. is a football that's like signed <laughs> by Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> You're just pressing it every yeah. night and going, why is it going off? It's got that it's got that nuclear symbol on it, the the you know, the radiation symbol, like a sticker. If if it's any consolation, I don't think it's any different in our country. And Do you even no have a leader right now? How's that work? Just, is it just a void? I, I wish do you know what a void would be preferable, would be preferable. to the absolute <laughs> jokes that we've got lined up at the moment. So with Boris which uh, the guy is a walking cliche of every hairstyle issues. And then we've ended up with Rishi Sunak, 
the Chancellor of Exequia, who is going to fix the problems that he caused in the first place. <laughs> is that who he is? Okay. Yeah. He, the, Chancellor, the guy in charge for money has come on and said, I will sort out the issues we have with money at the moment. And you're like, congratulations, you caused those problems, mm -hmm. you inept such and such. Yeah. Bonehead. <laughs> Bonehead, yeah. And then we've got uh, Liz Truss, who has the charm and social grace of a pubic lice. She... <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tell us <Bit> more. <laughs> In terms of people that you wouldn't want on stage, I, I think it's Jimmy Savile, followed closely by her, to be truthful. <laughs> Who's Jimmy Savile? Oh, uh, but that is a. Do you know what? I should. The name's it's, familiar, it's, but you're going to have is. to. It's, he's a guy that basically he pedophile, I would say, ah. uh, a pedophile that operated at the highest levels in TV and received a knighthood from a, the Queen herself. Oh, so much like a uh, Hollywood here in our in our country. Hmm. It's the same problem, different locations, yep. unfortunately. But uh, he, he did so from a position of trust. And when you look back, I mean, this isn't a murder mystery that needed to be solved by Cluedo. Uh, this was um, this was obvious, do you know what I mean? And everyone around him at the time was saying, this guy, you know, he's not right. There but were plenty of warning the, signs. But there were warning but signs. They but they were like, all ignored. Because, he, you know, he, he, sh he, he shadowed himself in good deeds. And... It's almost sad, actually, because the guy did a lot of good. Yeah, he got funding for hospitals. He did so much charity, you know, incredible amounts of charity work. The money this guy um, generated for people less fortunate and kids. But he also did some uh, unspeakable, horrific things as well. Yeah, when you, so, go you Google his name, the second thing that comes up is Jimmy Savile Crimes. But um, if you Holy ever watched Louis Through. Sexually abused 72 people and raped eight, including an eight-year-old. Yeah. There's, there's a special place in hell for the guy. And good thing he's been there for, it looks like, 11 he's, years he's or so. He's been there for a while. Yeah. But um, no, he was... Um, it's always sad because the good things he did are going to forever be shrouded mm -hmm. by the terrible things he did. And I need to be careful what I say here because I don't want to be misinterpreted by saying he did more good than harm because he absolutely bloody well didn't. But every bit of good he's done for the people he's done and for has been tainted now by the truly horrific things he's mm -hmm. done. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I jokingly compared Liz Trust to Jimmy Savile in terms of stage presence and perhaps I should have been more mindful. Of... <laughs> Just to be clear, there's no evidence yet. No, no, I'm not claiming that she interferes with children. I want to be really careful before somewhat careful about when someone knocks on my door from the government because you've said something. Uh, I'm just saying that she is completely uh, a feat to observe on a stage presence. Okay, yeah. now I've finished panicking about the words I've said. Hello, hello, MI5, MI6, which one is like oh, the, the NSA over there? <laughs> which one of those is listening to you? All of them, probably. Not all of them. What's the difference between five and six? I don't know. I haven't. They're so secretive. Even I haven't heard of it. Okay. Uh, so yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. Between like Trump and Hillary Clinton and yeah, 
Boris and speaking Rishi of our, ter- our terrible choices, uh, there, there is no choices there, really. You no. you have dumb or dumber. And these are the people that you get to rule your country that you didn't vote for. But it's okay because they're not really in charge anyway. They're just bigger puppets. Yeah. Over here we have a term for that called we call it the Uniparty. The Republicrats or the Democans. They're all the they're interchangeable. There may as well not be two parties. I mean, that's for the people who are paying attention. There are still people here who think that, you know, the one of them is way better than the other. The other one is evil and like clearly aren't paying attention. Local local elections, yeah. Yeah. I'm talking national. Yeah. Because these the local stuff and the, you know, the, the parish stuff and the, the very, very parish, local, regional, I think people actually give a damn. I genuinely think the candidates that run for those are. And that's why, <laughs> A, those are the, the, the things you should get involved with yourself if you want to. If you want to try to make a difference to get involved with your local, local, local politics. Yeah. And B, that's where most of the power should be. At the local level, the more local, the more power, the more national, the less power. Uh, we, like we tried to do that here and we have failed. Use, use us as an example of what not to do. <laughs> if you're going to start a new country somewhere and a new government, do what we intended to do, but stick, stick with it. And you guys started so later than the rest of us. Yeah. We had so um, much hope. You, you, you had some hope. <laughs> you had it on a, on a, on a string and it was up here and. Unfortunately, you've buggered it up. Yeah, I think you have more hope of putting it right than the rest of us because of this for the same reasons, right? Because uh, we I started so late. Greatest. <laughs> we haven't well, done no, as much think... damage. <laughs> haven't had enough time. <laughs> you've you've got a greater sense of checks and balances in your system, and I I think if you got rid of the lobbying, oh my god, yeah, but. Uh, then you have uh, you have more you have way more freedom over there to fix the problem. Where we, I, I, yeah. I we've become that institutionalized and that um, blind to it, but we don't even see it anymore. Yeah. And I think if people start to see it, yeah, we I need mean, we I, need to outlaw we, lobbying and we need term limits on everything national. Every national office needs to have strict, brief term limits. Uh, for policies or for people? People, sorry. Would it not be a good idea to have a term limit on a policy? Not if it's a good one. <laughs> well, no. I mean, <laughs> I think that'd be an excellent idea. They, no, we do the that. Change. We, they, do? they do. It's not. It's not baked in. But a lot of laws have uh, have expiration dates. It's a good idea. I think if it it's yeah, not working, yeah, no, pull it. If yeah. it's working, pr- improve it and tweak it or leave it the hell alone. As long as it doesn't uh, run afoul of the Constitution, if it's one of them, uh, one of them laws that's been been deemed constitutional, work work within the framework of the Constitution. Yeah, go ahead and set that thing to sunset after five or ten years, or or sooner. Heck, two to two to four years. Why not make it happen within the same term as the people who wrote the law so that or have it have it sunset at the same time that the people are getting kicked out of office because of their term limits so that the new people can come in and revisit it and either extend it, it or or change it it'd be nice if we could just have like a big board board meeting and just go <laughs> okay let's just re-review the entire last 800 years <laughs> and just take a look at it. are we in a better place now yeah. uh let's just let's just take a new run at this because clearly we've we've made some interesting choices along well, the way 
for you, 800. For us, 200. 200. Well, I've, you've got less work to unpick then, really, haven't you? We've still got laws that allow us to drive sheep through towns. We've only been we've only been here for two hundred and forty something years. We've got houses older than your country. I know. Right, isn't it? <laughs> we didn't even get to talk about your, your trip and your cars. Sam, um, you're gonna have to come well, back. Well, well, yeah. Well I look forward to it. <laughs> I look forward to telling you about the time I wanted to pull an Italian out and pummel him. <laughs> um, uh, Italian drivers, if they existed in the UK, would all be dead within a week, I think. And um, yes, the time I took a fit panda around the should be renamed Nürburger track, but the <laughs> Nürburg track. <laughs> You'll need to get into a sponsorship deal with them. I think so. See if you can Thank make that happen that. since <laughs> you're in contact with them. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm a, I was definitely the slowest person to go around there that day, apart from the guy that went round on his head. He <laughs> went round significantly slower than I did. Let's hope he's okay. I, I'm, I'm sure he did. He did a hop, skip, and a dance. And no, he didn't. He was directly. Deposited into the ambulance. Ouch. He walked in there, though. If you can walk... Oh, he did walk up into the ambulance. He did walk up into the ambulance with some assistance. He just couldn't move his arms. Just... (laughs) (laughs) Let's hope he's on the mend, right? (laughs) I'm sure sure he is, because um, he is funded by uh, state-implemented healthcare. (laughs) So he didn't have to pay for his A&E visit through his irresponsible choices. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Those kinds of things work really well in countries that are the size of one of our smaller states. It does not work on our national level. Uh, I, I, we were going to have a very interesting discussion about nationalized healthcare. Definitely. Sure. Have you ever? Yeah. Have you ever been seriously ill? Myself, no. Okay. I've known people. I, I, I would. The thing is, it's kind of ironic because I'd probably be dead. Nearly dead numerous times due to the NHS system, but I'm kept alive by the NHS system. So I exist in some type of burglary <laughs> between both being alive and nearly dead several times. <laughs> I'm like that cat, uh, what's it, the Schroeder's cat, until oh, he's yeah. directly absurd by the NHS. He's both alive and dead. <laughs> You're Schrodinger's patient. I'm Schrodinger's patient. <laughs> Uh, and I would be definitely dead because I think we have to release uh, nuclear atoms. We have to, lo- yeah, radiation, wasn't it? Yeah. So Shorlander's cat would definitely be dead because it, it's been bombarded by nuclear radiation. <laughs> anyway, okay. I think we're hit the, we've hit the hour, haven't we? We've hit more than an hour, I'm sure. I think so. We can cut this one down. Uh, thank you for having me on Nerdburger. Thank you for showing up. You want to come back again in September? Yes. Where are we now? We're in, we're not in. Yeah, September sounds good. Okay. I'll have more stories of international travel. Unless you want to come back in two weeks, because uh, I haven't filled that one yet. <laughs> no? Okay. No. It's, uh, I will be doing closeout from Le Mans. Oh, well, we'll get to talk about that. We'll do a whole racing, fixing up your car thing. That'd be cool, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll let you talk about your your lap around the soon to be renamed Nerd Burger Ring. 
there in Germany. Right on it. Awesome. You know, you can write on the track. I feel like oh, next time I go back, if I can not get run over by cars and visit in the evening when it's closed, I'll I'll try and get Nürburger. I I saw that there. It looked like uh, is it just chalk that it's washes chalk, off? Yeah, you, you, can, you can go on. I saw that in write... your video. <laughs> I don't think like you're allowed to do it. I don't think they encourage it, but I mean, it's certainly one of those things that's done. And... Yeah, I I had, I had wondered that while while I was watching it, and then then forgot about it until you just mentioned it now. But yeah, but no one comes with a jet wash and cleans it off. So whatever's it's, there, it's there for a while. Mm. Yeah. All right. All right, dude. Um, thank you. If you're not recording anymore, I you stop I, recording. I still am. I was going to ask you some other questions. Okay. You may not well, we, we could do that after after we uh, play the music. Yeah. And 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 you ask me where they can find us. You need to prompt me on this one. You didn't give me the same level of instruction as please don't talk over the intro, for God's sake. <laughs> okay, Sam, at the end of the show, I'm going to say, and now is the time uh, where you ask me where they can find us, Sam, and then you're going to ask me, hey, Mike, where can they find us? Hey, Mike. Where can they I can't work under this pressure. <laughs> we'll try that a third time. Hey, Mike. Where can we find us? We can find us at nerdburgershow.com and uh, email us nerdburgershow at protonmail.com. Join us next time on Nerdburger when Mike does quick inventory of calendar and head. Somebody. Oh, Michael. Michael will be here. The guy with the same name as me. That guy will be here to talk about stuff. 